Welcome to the NFL MVP Momenta Podcast. I'm Sam Holcroft, and alongside Peyton Thompson. Before we begin, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at MomentumMVP. Follow our Facebook page at MVP Momentum Podcast. And check us out on YouTube at MVP Momentum Podcast. All right, so today we're going to have a little bit of a debate. Peyton and I, for a few weeks now, uh, or even back towards the draft when Jameson Williams got busted for gambling, we kind of have a little bit of a difference of opinions here, which is kind of rare because Peyton and I always kind of see eye to eye on most things. But it's about gambling and if the NFL has a gambling issue. So as you can kind of tell by this article here, the in 2018, the Supreme Court lifted uh, sports a ban on sports gambling. And that wasn't just for like NFL or anything. That was just in general. Now, some states were, it was legal. So some people were still able to do it. But now all 50 states in the United States are able to do sports gambling. And that is also open to NFL players. Now, the NFL rules are that you cannot bet on NFL games. You can bet on NFL events. So for example, the golf tournament between Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes, you can bet on that, but you can't bet on an NFL game. But some of the guys have still been able, not been able to, have still been betting on NFL games. So, PT, before I get into the big question, what what's some of the reasoning that some of these players would even consider uh, risking their careers or their pay for some betting like this? I mean, if you're asking me what the motive is for them, you know, I couldn't quite tell you because, you know, the difference between someone like me and a professional athlete that has all this disposable money and um, other motives is really hard to understand. But if, if you're asking me, is there really a logical reason? I would say no, not really, because the point of sports betting is to make money. And I understand that a big part of the gambling part is the the risk and the fun that comes with it. And that's really the only reason why I could see NFL players doing that. But the thing that I don't really understand about that is that you can gamble in other things and not NFL at all, you know, as far as like, games and whatnot you can bet nba nhl soccer all that kind of stuff baseball and so it doesn't really make much sense to me why they would still choose to bet in the nfl being in the nfl and especially like in in times like this where you know your digital footprint is tracked everywhere you know like if someone wants to find that and someone wants to know what you've been doing and they and they're good at it and they have tabs with you like the nfl does and they have people that work on things like this then they're gonna find out and so it doesn't really make much sense in a rational you know, way, but the only way that I can really describe it is that it's high stakes risk, you know, and, and that's really it. That's, really, that's all that's to it. It just doesn't really make sense to me why they would choose to bet in the NFL specifically knowing the risk that comes associated with it. Yeah, I don't do any sports betting uh, in particular, but I know that some guys, you know, are really well into it. I mean, we have some friends that that do it quite a bit. And I mean, you can you can get some good payouts if you if you do the right bets. Um, but when you're in a position like them, it's kind of like why even jeopardize your career? I mean, we'll, we'll talk about some players later on about how they just 
they may not even be playing in the NFL anymore because of this. And they had some decent spots on some teams. So, um, so we can go right into it, PT. Yeah. Does the NFL have a gambling issue? No, the NFL does not have a gambling issue. Um, I think, you know, the past, let's see, when did the Calvin Ridley thing happen? 2020, I believe. And so, you know, with that happening, I think that was really the first big gambling bust to happen, um, at least recently. And so that happened. And then I really do think that with his one-year suspension, um, along with many fines and, and team conduct punishment and things like that, um, I, I do think the NFL set an example out of him um, because I think one year in the NFL for a wide receiver that's in his prime is a lot of time. Um, you know, and you look at different suspensions for different things, you know, the Deshaun Watson scenario, PEDs, um, you know, different kind of incidents that happen outside of um, outside of the field. You look at all those different instances and you see the suspensions and, the, you know, they're for the most part, they're pretty on the lighter side. You know, I think obviously every situation is different, but I think for the most part, we see suspensions anywhere from, you know, four to eight to maybe 10 games. I think what Deshaun got nine. And that was a very, very specific situation. And so when you look at how many games in a, are in a season, you know, that's doubled what Calvin, or that's, you know, half of what Calvin Ridley got for his gambling. And so, you know, I really do think that players know the risk that comes with it. And so now recently you've had those, the four Lions players come up, specifically Jameson Williams, who, or Williamson, who's their, you know, first, or was a second, uh, second round draft pick last year. He was a high pick, basically. Uh, he was, you know, slotted to be a top two receiver before he had the injury in Bama, but he can still come back and be a great player. And it's it's very interesting to see, you know, a player of his caliber come out and do that right away being a young player. You know, Calvin Ridley in his situation, he had been in the NFL for already, you know, three, four, five years at that point. So he had kind of been a, a veteran at that point in the game and also been vetted by some good vets. You know, you, you look at Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and those kind of guys. And so it's kind of interesting to see a younger guy get into it. Um, but then when you look at that situation specifically, you know, you see those four Lions players and then one uh, player from the uh, Commanders, I believe. And so I'm not sure exactly if, you know, it was just a coincidence between those four guys or if it was kind of a team thing that they kind of all got into. But, um you know, it's not something that you really see that often, man. And and then when you do, it's it's times like this where players are grouped together. You know, maybe it's just kind of a group thing. And you look at these, you know, the size of how many, you know, a 53-man roster is to have only five guys in the past three years in the NFL of, of you know, a league this big, I think is pretty minute to the big scale of a lot of different things that could be happening. You know, I think, I think just as easily you could say there's, you know, you know, drug abuse problems, there's, you know, health concern problems, just as easily as you could say, there's gambling problems in the NFL. So, um, you know, I definitely think it's something that we need to keep track of. But at the same time, uh, I do think that the NFL set an example with Calvin Ridley and, um, and these other guys as well. And I don't see it happening super common in the future, especially because there's so many different ways now in 2023, that you're able to see, um, see that and then obviously there's going to be whistleblowers and people that are trying to get guys in trouble or not trying to but they're going to be able to find guys that are getting into stuff they're not supposed to be getting into so no i don't think there's a gambling problem and if there is i think there's other i think there's bigger fish to fry yeah definitely 
if the NFL had cameras and microphones in every single room in the United States, I mean, a lot of suspensions would be happening. You know, uh, PEDs, uh, DUIs, you know, a, bu- a bunch of a bunch of stuff that would uh, contract de- detrimental to the league, a bunch of stuff. Um, but the best way to stop a problem is to prevent the problem. So it doesn't matter that there's only a handful of guys that have done it so far. The fact that there is a handful of guys, and yeah, there are a few teams that kind of have a, uh, a few, especially the Lions being the main team. Um, it, it can grow because I can guarantee these aren't the only guys that have been doing this. You know, there's some guys that haven't gotten caught yet. There might be another batch of uh, suspensions and releases coming in the next few months once teams figure it out. I don't know how you can kind of get away with it if, like, you change your name or I, I don't know how uh, sports betting works on the phone. Um, but, like, just kind of, like, just be anonymous somehow. Um, but, yeah, you, you got you to gotta nip it before it becomes an issue. Um, but I mean, they, they've literally come out and said like, you can't bet on NFL games. And if they still are, then it's like, how can you stop that? Then you just got to stop them from sports gambling in general. And that's just, that's not something that I want to see because like if, if they play in the NFL and they will, they want to bet every, cause baseball, you, there's games every day. If you want to bet every day on baseball games, by all means, but you just you just got to know what you can and can't do. And when you're in a position like Jamison Williams, he was the 12th pick in uh, the draft technically two years ago. And uh, he had his ACL injury. He came and played like three or four games maybe. And now he suspended the first six games of next season because of this. Um, and it's just – it's – it's tough. And then we also had four other guys get caught uh, earlier this week, actually. And uh, with Isaiah Rogers, Rashad Berry, uh, Demetrius Taylor, and Nicholas Petit Freer. Hopefully I said that name right. Um, and I believe they, oh, just Rogers and Berry uh, were waived after the fact. So let me ask you this, PT. What's what's more of a bigger deal, a problem or an issue? If if the if there's if an issue and a problem are two separate things, which one would be more severe? Like which one is like what sounds worse? A problem. Yeah, a problem sounds worse. I okay. think so. Okay. So then I wouldn't say the NFL has a gambling problem. I might have worded it that way earlier, but they probably have an issue. So it's 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 to the point where like like just punishing people may not do the job. Now, a year-long suspension that could deter people away. But what did we have last year while all these players were betting on NFL games? We had someone serving a year-long suspension. Now that was just one person. So, maybe like with all these guys not only getting year-long suspensions or, in Jameson Williams's case, six-game suspension. 
uh, but some of them are actually losing their jobs and getting waived. So hopefully this will deter guys from betting on NFL games because um, at the end of the day, the juice is not worth the squeeze. You know, especially when you're – unless if you're making millions of dollars, which that would be crazy. Um, I don't I don't think it's worth it because, like, you, you're already making at least a million dollars in the salary typically. Right. Yeah, I would say a couple things before I want to ask you a question that relates to that question. A couple things I want to go over is, like, one – I, and I don't know contractually if they're allowed to do this, but if you want to gamble so bad in the NFL, why don't you just wait till you retire? You know, if if you're not going to have a super long career, let's say, you know, you're a rookie at 23, you play for a decent-sized career. I'm, I'm sure it depends on the position and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But let's just say it's about a seven-year career, you're done by 30. You can still bet on NFL games the rest of your life. It's not like your life is over at 30. Um and, and, you know, you can do that legally and make a lot of money because you know what you're talking about, at least, you know, um, and not get in trouble for it. The second thing I want to talk about is I think it's definitely interesting on the point because when you talked about an issue, right, and you talked about how something can spiral out of control and get much, much worse. I think one of the biggest things that we're not really talking about is how accessible it is to people now. You know, it's all over social media. It's, you know, you can just you know, download it from the app store, put in a couple, you know, an, you know, information log and you're good to go. You know, you can start doing it. And these kind of apps, they make it very flashy to get on and just do all these things. And it, it looks very fun and you know, like a casino, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, it makes it kind of a, a little bit of a trap in that way. So I think when you talk about, yeah, there may be a little bit more, you know, quote unquote security, um, and, kind of knowing what guys are doing when they're in the NFL at the same time, it makes it all so much easier in this day and age to do it. And so it's kind of a, you know, a swing of the sword in that way. But what I wanted to ask you as far as this debate goes is what would you say is a good way to be more proactive than reactive as far as punishment? Because when we talk about what they're allowed to do and what different teams would be willing to do in situations like this and obviously it comes down to the player i think too because if you're if you're a guy that's probably not going to be a guy that gets a whole lot of snaps or even plays at all you're probably going to get cut because it's just not worth for the team to to take on your headache but when you talk about maybe if a higher caliber player is doing it then it makes it a little bit tougher because if you you know you one you don't want to lose out on that guy being on your team even though this happened um, and it's probably going to hurt the culture of the team. But not only that, but you know that potentially a division rival or just you know a conference rival in general could pick up that same guy, and then he could come back to buy you in a year later. So it makes it really tough in that aspect based on the player. So what do you think would be a better punishment to be more proactive than reactive? So the way – that's a hard question to attack because it's like how – what preventative measures can you do other than previous punishments that guys have done? It's hard to kind of like, it's hard to de-incentivize doing it. So there's no really right way to go about it. Uh, I don't know what the NFL would do, but what I would probably have to do is because here's the thing. Let me ask you a question now. If Patrick Mahomes gets found that he bet on an NFL game, 
does he get a year long suspension? Right? Yeah. And see, yeah. Now you're getting into weird, like you're getting into business decisions now Mm -hmm. for the NFL, you know? So you just either a hope that your system that you have in place works and that these year long suspensions are going to deter people. But if you come to a case where like a Patrick Mahomes or someone big like that does do it, then what has to happen is they have to allow betting on NFL games as long as it's not their own game. That's what it might have to come down to. But then the issue I see with that, because there's there's no right or wrong answer. Because then here's the thing. Let's say... I'm on I'm on the Panthers and I I'm good friends with Josh Jacobs on the Raiders and I'm like, "Hey, Josh, just so you know, I bet for you to get less than 79 and a half yards. Can you uh help me out cuz that's the last leg on my parlay." Mm-hmm. And and I'll I'll get like I'll get like 100 grand and I'll I'll give you like 10 of that. And he's <laughs> like, "Say less, you know?" And then you get some kind of BS stuff like that. Now, would some yeah. players would some players do that? Yes. Would some players not? Probably most of them probably wouldn't. They'd probably be like, I don't care. Or, you know? So it's like... Yeah, yeah. And most like, players probably wouldn't want to risk their integrity of relationships doing that either. Right, exactly. But, you know, that's that's just one way that I could see things kind of going. Um, but it's, it's, it's tough. Let me, let me ask you this. What if they had contract agreements and like from next year until now i mean well yeah because you can't really do that because there's so many existing contracts but what i was going to say is you could have written in agreements that if you get caught betting you're losing your salary or, or a certain percentage of your salary for that year and then you still get your other years it would probably just have to work like a uh um like a player sitting out, you know, they, they wouldn't get paid, but their contract would get pushed one year down. So the, so the team doesn't lose the flexibility. Yeah. I, I could see something like that happening. Um, and it, to the point where like they're it's, I mean, Calvin really got an indefinite suspension. We didn't know it was going to be a year long, but I, the NFL has kind of decided like a year long is, is a good um, punishment for gambling uh, or betting, whatever you want to say. But, um, yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's, it's tough because sometimes, I mean, the right, the right action can be no action. So, I mean, I could, I could say that, uh, the NFL has a gambling or, uh, issue or problem, but like, I mean, like, like I said, I don't really have an answer other than if you have a big name, like a Patrick Mahomes, where you just have to let it slide, you know, and like, and you can't just let it slide for him. You got to let it slide for everyone. Right. Yeah. Cause it's such a bad example. If someone gets caught a caliber like that and then you don't do anything, then everyone else is like, dude, what? Like if it would have been us, it wouldn't, you know? So. Yeah. Like all, all these guys like Amari Rogers and, uh, so a lot of those other lions guys just, you know, they just, they're just like, okay, well, great. Nice. You know, yeah. we, we got, we got a year long suspension and this guy gets a slap on the wrist and now rules are changed. So 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's not like, like at this point, the punishments have already been handed out, you know? It'd be kind of, it'd just be a really bad look to, you know, basically move the goalpost, no pun intended, but, you know, it's just, you, you just can't do that. Yeah, but uh, the moment that a big name gets caught, NFL is going to have to contemplate what they're doing because, you know, like Patrick Mahomes misses a game. Uh, Chiefs attendance might might go down a little bit. Chiefs fans love their their Chiefs, but do they really think that they're going to have that great of a season with the roster that they have without Patrick Mahomes? Right. It's well, gonna be not tough. even just that, but people are, are just not in general going to want to watch the games. Right. Because you know? it's like, it, it, let's, you know, not even just Patrick Mahomes, because I feel like that's the super extreme. Let's look at maybe a mid or mid level tier quarterback. Let's look at Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins gets caught like it's, you know, I don't know. It, it, it's probably. It's a really big thing probably still, but I can still see him getting, you know, the, the regular one year. I think it it really just becomes a business issue when it's a, like a very, very high caliber player, you know. I feel like if it was like, okay, let's say different position. Let's say it's an offensive lineman. Let's say it's like some right guard who starts, uh, but he's probably like a mid-level starter. Like he probably still gets the same punishment because he's not the team. But if it's the quarterback, like that's you know that's the head of the snake, and so that's where a lot of teams start and end. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that we haven't seen either. Is like we've seen a lot of like position players that, or even in some cases, I think some linemen, linebackers, uh, but we haven't seen a quarterback get caught yet. So the moment. That's that's when it could get real interesting because, like, you know, any team loses their starting quarterback to an injury or not, like, that changes the philosophy of the team for the most part. So it could get real interesting if there's a big name or uh, a quarterback that does get caught in the next year or two. But hopefully everyone's learned their lesson after all these guys have gotten caught. Yeah. Yeah, well, like you said, I mean, I don't see it ever completely ending, and there's probably guys that are doing it right now, but you know, hopefully, it's just it's it's just more rare, you know. But good conversation. Uh, I'm hoping that the NFL can can limit this as much as they can. Um, but like I said, there's really no right answer to do it. You just gotta just hope that what you're doing by punishing them is is enough. So once again. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Momentum MVP. Follow our Facebook page at MVP Momentum Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at MVP Momentum Podcast. I've been Sam Holcroft. I'm Peyton Thompson. Thanks for listening.